teaching supports a sudden awakening. And the immediacy of this awakening is a big shock to the body, the mind. It breaks open your heart to a profoundly deep realization of that which is always here, that which is looking through the lens of your eyes, that which is always and eternally at peace, unaffected by any circumstance. This is the nature of awakening, is recognizing that you're so much more than you realized, that you are a vast, indescribable emptiness, pure awareness, pure consciousness that lives in the core of your being and is eternal. And with this suddenness of this awakening, there is often a kind of purging or releasing of emotional trauma, of memories, sometimes unconscious memories, unconscious belief systems, fears, strategies. It's a evolution that strips you naked of your identity, past, future, everything. And so there's this purging process, this releasing process that can be uncomfortable, emotional, unexpected. Ramana's teaching and the teaching that I offer, which includes the grace and wisdom of Sri Yama Karuna Mai, is a powerful energy and held in the context of the divine masculine and the divine feminine. It's a powerful, potent energy that moves in a multi-directional way that is independent of your thought process, independent of your physical form, and it transmits into your form. There is a transmission of grace that's potent, and this transmission is the great releaser of lifetimes upon lifetimes of suffering, the great releaser of karma, right? Previous actions, previous lifetimes, right? And this is also part of the great mystery of Ramana Maharshi. He remembered that he had previous a previous lifetime where he was inquiring and didn't was not successful in that inquiry, so it was left unfinished. And this life that we now know as the life and teaching of Ramana Maharshi was the completion of that karma, that those lifetimes of spiritual practice, spiritual study. And when I first met Sri Ama Karunamai, first of all, I was very surprised to have her enter my life because I had given my life to the teaching of Ramana Maharshi and was deeply devoted to Gangaji. But Ama came into my life uh, for a very specific reason. So I was a bit confused by her sudden appearance and asked her about Ramana and was concerned because I didn't want to leave Ramana or his teaching. My life was deeply given to this teaching. And she revealed who Ramana really was. She spent um, the better part of a weekend 
discussing her mother's devotion to Ramana Maharshi, but also who Ramana represents because we tend to think of him as this 16-year-old boy who suddenly and mysteriously awoke to the truth of himself. But Ramana is so much more than what meets the eye, right? And she explained that for many, many lifetimes, he had been a rishi, he had been a great saint, a guru. So this was not his first life devoted to awakening and enlightenment. It was, in truth, lifetimes of enlightenment. And her appearance was not meant to take me away from Ramana, but it was meant to give me a multi-dimensional perspective of who Ramana is, what this teaching represents, what it is and what it isn't, and it's a powerful and potent transmission. And I attribute this to her appearance because the Western point of view of Ramana, it's almost like a two-dimensional perspective or a flat perspective of his teaching. And when, Ram, when Amma came in, she revealed the importance of the ancient practices, the ancient teachings, the science of the Vedas, which is actually essential to burn through the genetics of your mind and egoic identification. So her appearance was a great mystery and a great relief and a great revealing. And it's transcendent of mind, right? She represents a profoundly deep awakening, a deep realization. And she also spent many years in silence. She spent 10 years in the deepest silence in the jungles of Andhra Pradesh, India. So Amma also represents this energy, this force of nature that is transcendent of mind. And it removes karma, it removes hidden ideas and strategies to protect. But mostly it's an energy that you can't grab a hold of or even understand. And it's this energy that works in conjunction with your own spiritual practice of inquiry, meditation, mantra singing. It's working in conjunction with that to break you free from or purify the mind and the body of these ideas held in mind. and. They're not just flat mental ideas. Your, your mind is infused with feeling. Your mind processes your sensory information coming from your eyes, your ears, your nose, your mouth, right? Your five senses. So there's this purging process and it can be very emotional. It can be very painful because you don't necessarily know what's happening. All of a sudden you're crying or all of a sudden there's this intense energy in the body. And this is the transmission of grace that Ramana and Sri Amma represents. And it's this transmission that really helps you burn through what I've been describing as the genetic mind. Because this veil of the genetic mind combined with your egoic identification is genetically strong it is very difficult to become established in the truth of who you are. It's very simple to awaken, 
but very challenging to become established in this living truth that you are. And there is this kind of purification process that you must go through to release lifetimes of suffering. Ramana described it as vasanas. So the vasanas are these latent tendencies of mind that reemerge even after the most profound moments of awakening. These are the patterns of suffering that continue. So it's very immature to think that awakening is the same as self-realization. It's simply not the case. Self-realization takes commitment, resolve, perseverance, an intense desire for freedom, right? So you actually have to really focus your attention. You have to become very intimate with yourself to see what's actually going on and tell the truth about this. Because really this teaching is not about the right answer. It's about accepting what is and approaching your inquiry from the point of view of not knowing, right? This is karma yoga. The practice of self-inquiry when it's fresh and alive is not knowing or having no expectation of a particular result or not using the inquiry as a method of for or formula to get rid of something you don't want, a negative emotion or, or feeling, right? Or change your circumstances through inquiry. It has nothing to do with feelings, circumstances, thoughts, or your senses. And all of those things end up being a huge distraction or a veil to this living truth that I'm pointing to. So this purification process or this purging process is essential because it's like an emptying out process and the more empty you become, the more you release your pain, your suffering, your past karmas, conscious and unconscious strategies, unconscious and conscious belief systems like the self-hatred that's at the root of every ego that's tied to the pain and suffering of the birth process. This is the unconscious belief that there's something wrong which transforms into this deep belief that there's something wrong with you, right? So Ramana's inquiry is the mind directed to the source, but it's also this very potent energy which releases anything, any barrier, any vasana, any tendency that leads you away from truth and reveals simply reveals the truth that is always here. The living presence of your heart, the eternal freedom that you are. Thank you so much for listening. This is Koshi and I'll be talking to you again soon. Mm-hmm.